standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And it is an Action Tuesday, June the 6th. Hmm, does anybody know the significance of that date? Well, it is also episode 430. And as always, before we get into it, let me remind you that you can help me by like, share, and subscribing to the show. Like it, like it, subscribe, and share. We're trying to grow the actual subscriber base. Uh, my three listeners have been working their tails off, and we're quickly closing in on that 150 downloads. But, you know, at some point, <laughs> I want to be able to do a little bit more than just uh, talking to the wind here. So help me out. Please follow the show, and if you're feeling particularly motivated, you can do me a solid by rate and review the show. At some point, I'd like to be able to do some more interviews and stuff, and I can only accomplish that if I can uh, break that threshold of constantly having over a 1,000 downloads per episode, and we're there. I mean, we are right on the cusp of it, and I want to thank my three listeners in particular. All right, so Action Tuesday. Okay. As you may know, the uh, the uh, House down in Austin is called it a day. The Senate's not done. Don't know what's going to happen. It shall be interesting. Now, I would like to see what happens, but I got to say, a little disappointed. A little disappointed. But at the end of the day, we have to support our local people. We have to work with what we've got and we've got to make sure that we keep them motivated and keep them interested in delivering for us. And if all we do is go after them, attack them and beat them up, why would they want to listen to us? Why would they want to do what we ask them to do? It's not like we're the lobbyist with $50,000 to give them. We have to give them something else in our support, in our, uh, backing is honestly probably more than uh what a lot of other people will do interestingly enough you know we have to deal with the idea that we've got the devil we know yeah you don't have to be 100 percent enthusiastic about any of our elected representatives but that's what we've got if we replace them we don't know what we're going to get at least now we know what we've got perhaps we can work with them and if we can't well then of course maybe you pull the plug but you got to pick your battles. And I've talked about this time and time again. But if we can't even get, <laughs> if we can't even get in this runoff, our two people put on that college board, who's the toothless tiger then? Right? I mean, if, if we fail to deliver on a runoff in Collin County to put good quality people on the college work. And I'm not even going to get into the whole right and left thing here. Just good quality people that are going to look after the college and steward the funds and keep it on an even keel. If we can't get them elected, what leverage do you think you're going to have over that state rep or that state senator or a congressman for that matter? I would suggest to you, you're going to have none. And then if you're going to turn around and just beat them up and antagonize them, and quite frankly, treat them like garbage, why in the world would they listen? We're damaging our own influence. To, you know, the, the Christian faith refers to it as, uh, you know, tempting your weaker brother, if you will, right? You're putting them in a situation where they can't be successful. 
Again, this directly translates to the uh, devil you know. I've been honest the whole time. (laughs) I'm less than enthusiastic about pretty much every one of our state reps. But I'm going to tell you something. You can say what you want about the guy in 61, but when I reach out to him, he responds. When I talk to him, he's friendly. He's, you know, respectful, even-handed, thoughtful, whatever you want to call him, because I don't treat him terrible. I hold his feet to the fire. There's a good number of you out there that are doing the same thing, but you need to be respectful. You need to work with them as opposed to against them. Now, look, there are plenty of things to be upset about, plenty of things to be disappointed in. I mean, the guy over in 67, for instance. Yeah, okay, so you hate the guy. Uh, Honestly, there's a lot of you out there. I don't fault you for being upset, disappointed, and angry, but he's still your guy. Until you replace him, he's still your guy. So do you want to completely alienate him? I mean, that sounds kind of counterproductive to me. We've got several mayors in Collin County that, yeah, they're not good conservatives. But you know what? They get the stuff done that they want to get done. It'd be kind of nice if we could get some of our stuff done or if we could, I don't know, figure out a way to come to a mutually agreeable situation. Now, that may not be plausible in McKinney, but certainly in Frisco, they figured out a way to do it. In Allen, they figured out a way to do it. It can't be completely off the board. Sometimes you got to work with people that you don't 100% agree with. And while you can be antagonistic and while you can fight the good fight, if you don't ever get anything that you want, what's the point? It's politics. Sometimes you got to take the deal. The problem is, and I've said this time and time again, all we ever do as conservatives is compromise and give away everything to where we've got nothing. We've got nothing to bargain with. We've got nothing to stand on. And quite frankly, I don't think conservatives really stand for anything at this point. I mean, we've got Ted Cruz (laughs) worried about what's going on in Africa. When people are raping other people. Oh, that's not right. Man, Ted, read the law, man. You're smarter than that. I know you're smarter than that. It's disappointing. Again, the devil you know. I could beat up on Ted Cruz. I could call him all sorts of names. Who cares? He's still my U.S. Senator. He's still better than most. Somebody needs to maybe have his dad give him a call. (laughs) Uh, But again, do we expect to get any change? Do we expect to get anybody to listen to us if all we do is antagonize the people that are on our team? You don't have to like everything. You don't have to be happy about it. But it would do us well if we would remember who's on our team. (sighs) That being said, maybe some of you are ready to just walk away. The Republican team is no longer the right place for you. I hear you. I really do. I'm sympathetic to your cause. For me, it's not the right time. It's not the right place. But for you, it might be. Ah, Man, I tell you, there's constitutionalists out there. There's libertarians out there. There's just hardcore right people out there. They'd love to talk to you. They'd love to chat it up. And honestly, 
that's a good thing. You should be talking. You should be making plans because what we're doing, it's not going to continue forever. We have to come up with alternate ways forward. But for right now, in the battle that we're in right now, somebody's got to stay the course, try and keep the train from going off the rails any sooner and it absolutely has to. I don't have to like it. I just accept that's the way it is. I mean, so what? We get 5% of the population. What is that going to do? Nothing now. Five years from now or 10 years from now, that might be huge. It might make a big difference. So if that's you, if that's your tilt, if that's what you think is best, then you absolutely right now start working on that stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to stay with the ship as long as I can to, to mix the metaphors here, but I'm not the captain. I'm not even the first mate, but I am a damage controlman <laughs> quite literally in post life or past life. And figuratively right now I am a damage controlman. I'm doing everything I can to keep from the ship from going down so that people can be rescued and that we can uh, salvage as much as left. And what does that mean? Well, that means that I'm going to do everything I can to prevent anybody from being foolish and starting the civil war from anybody picking fights that they can't possibly win from anybody crossing lines that they can't uncross. Now, what does that mean? What, what can I do? Well, I can influence hopefully others. I can maybe talk sense to some others. I can maybe convince people that there's a time and a place and we're not there yet. There will be a time, there will be a place of that. I have no doubt. And if you're part of that team, kudos, good for you. And honestly, I'm cheering for you on the sidelines. You guys need to be ready. You need to get your stuff together. I am not your enemy, but at this time I'm stuck with where I'm at. I'm making a good faith effort to make the most of it while we still can trying to buy time. That time is for you and for me, by the way. So please remember that in the future because uh, don't know what the future is going to hold because we're not even guaranteed tomorrow. But again, I'm I'm conscientiously reminding you, don't start something that you can't finish. Don't Don't start anything that you aren't reasonably confident that you can win. And for God's sakes, don't do anything that would be way beyond your control. Now, I've heard James Lindsay being quoted about, they want you to overreact. They want you to do these things. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Maybe they're just going to keep poking and keep pushing until somebody pushes back too hard. Maybe. Maybe. But if we think about things, if we pause, if we're cautious about how we operate, if we, if we don't make any unforced errors, we'll be in a much better position. Now, what does that look for you? I don't know. Where are you at in your life? Where do you live? What does your local scene look like? What do your politicians look like? What does your family look like? What does the rest of your community look like? You have to make those decisions on your own. I mean, look, I am very confident there are other places that are far more patriotic, liberty-loving than where I am in North Texas. I mean, hey, look, I'm in a solid place. Probably much better than anywhere from my birth state, Wisconsin. But interestingly enough, you go to northern state of Wisconsin, you're in a whole other ball game there. 
Nothing like the Milwaukee-Madison corridor. The Milwaukee-Madison corridor might as well be on the East Coast, by the way. But what's interesting is when you talk about the Milwaukee-Madison corridor, you forget all about those wow counties. And again, the wow counties uh, are not at all dissimilar to Cowlin and Denton County, or really, for that matter, Tarrant County. Yeah, they, they vote Republican. They're nominally conservative. But you know what? There's a whole lot of people that are being converted, whether it's children that are now adults or a bunch of middle-class white women that feel bad about something that happened 150 years ago that was way before their time and way beyond their control. I mean, that's just what's playing out. I don't, you don't have to like it. You can even disagree with my analysis, but it's not even my analysis. Other people have made this observation. There's plenty of evidence to suggest that's the way it is. But it's beyond our control. So what does that mean? Callus, what are you trying to tell us? Where are we going here? Well, interestingly enough, at 7.30, Tuesday night, there is going to be a broadcast from our folks, the friends over at the TNM. And as you're listening to me right now, it is just before that time. I am prepping for tomorrow's show live right here, right now doing the show the reason being is because i have other <laughs> other responsibilities tuesday uh that or i should say wednesday that require me to do this tuesday night uh prior to their big announcement but i can assure you that when the time comes you know i'm off a day <laughs> i have other responsibilities tuesday night that don't allow for me to respond directly on my normal text at Tuesday night. So I will be showing up on Wednesday with the uh, breakdown and response to what gets announced tonight at seven, or I'm sorry, Tuesday night at seven 30, which I guess is tonight, right? Cause if you're listening to this, it's probably Tuesday afternoon and uh, that's June the 6th of 2023. Again, think about it. What day is it? Yes. And I'm sure the announcement was coinciding with that a day early, June the 5th, right? So I want you to consider maybe you're your average run-of-the-mill Republican. Maybe you're quasi-conservative. Maybe you're even a milquetoast moderate. You're just not overly concerned about anything. I need all of you to pause. Just set aside your lines in the sand for just a moment. And I want you to consider... And this is Daniel Miller's question, right? Knowing now what you know, would you make the decision if Texas was an independent country to join with these United States? I think that's a compelling way to phrase that, right? Knowing now what you know, would you choose to join these United States? And if the answer is no, Then the follow-up is obviously, well, why do we stay? Why do we stay? Now, I'm not calling to overthrow any government. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing anything illegal here, folks. I am merely asking the question, do we have a right to walk away? And in Texas, we're one and one. In the United States, 
we're two and one. Right? Or I guess one and one as well. Sorry. Depending on how you want to look at that. There are plenty of Texians and their families that are probably two and one. But these United States, we successfully declared independence once. It was unsuccessfully declared a second time. In Texas, we successfully declared independence once and unsuccessfully declared it a second time. Now, setting aside the motives and whatever concerns you have for historical relativism, I would say none of that is relevant in today's day and age. None of that should even be part of the equation because nobody advocates for any of the very things that were legitimate things to complain about as far as those previous movements. Ask yourself this, would these United States be better if California was independent? If you think that we'd be better without California, do you think maybe, just maybe, there's a whole lot of people in the Northeast that think that the country might be better without Texas? I think it's a good discussion. I think it's a valid discussion. And I think that it's cowardly that the uh, Texas House and Texas Senate refuses to give us an opportunity to discuss that very issue. Well, they were more than willing to set us up to go vote on whether or not we want to expand gambling, which, by the way, the Republican platform is against, but they did it anyway. And the public or the Republican platform actually supports a discussion of Texas independence, but they refused to put that forward. And here's the question. Here is the real question. What are they afraid of? I'd be willing to bet that there's a strong number of Democrats that are done with this uh, country as it is in the current configuration for their own reasons. And I would be willing to bet there's probably close to a majority of independents that are kind of done with being run around and run over by the other 49 states. And the reality is, is those other 49 states, yeah, they're going to probably have a tougher time when we're out. But you know what? If we successfully declare our independence, there's nothing to prevent them from coming and joining us. The great national divorce. We've heard about it. <laughs> it's its not going to go away. But it is a plausible, peaceful resolution to what we're dealing with right now. We got two sides that are very unhappy with each other. Maybe three or four sides, depending on who's counting and how they're looking at it. Why would you kept keep those people captive in the same geographic area and force them to spend time with each other when they clearly don't like each other, don't respect each other, and have ideals that are vehemently opposed to the other's ideals, unless you're trying to start a problem. Me, I like fixing problems. I like avoiding problems. And one of the ways that you can do that is by having the conversation. How much freer would we be if we would separate? Maybe California goes their own way and Texas goes their own way. And it restores a balance of power, if you will, to these United States that we're separating from. I I mean, it's just a thought. You know, the Congress can kick out a state. So why can't a state choose to go on their own? Don't know. 
hey, but don't worry, there's a few guys in black robes that'll tell us why they think that's the case. But they can be wrong, too. The courts do get it wrong. And while there's a uh, constant refrain about how the founding fathers can't be trusted, the founding fathers have this or that problem, they did far more to protect and preserve liberty than any generation before them, and quite frankly, most generations after them. So while they didn't get everything right, I'm not going to dismiss what they've done. I'm not going to blow off their accomplishments to make somebody else feel better. No, not interested. We need to consider what does that mean? We have a situation which is uncomfortable. Nobody's exactly thrilled about it. We can improve it. Now, there are some that think they can improve it by going with another party. There are some that think they can do it by forcing things in such a way that could get messy. We have others that said, you know what? We can't fix the entire country, but we might be able to fix Texas. We got still others that are fairly confident the rest of the country is just fine. We just need to kick out California. I mean, that's plausible too. But all of this requires that people are actually willing to listen and talk about these issues and be open about possible and probable solutions. And they don't want to do it. They want to cover their ears and go, no, 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 no. I don't hear anything. And what's accomplished with that? You know, the former president used to talk about making deals, right? We can make a deal. We can, we can make this work. Of course they ran him off because he wasn't their chosen guy. And whether you like him or not, he is really good at making deals. So here's the deal. I would propose Texas gets independence. California gets its independence. When that happens, we will take the percentage of our population plus 10% of the debt. In return, we will pay a short-term lease on all military bases for five years to give them an opportunity to decommission them and take out whatever specific hardware they feel that they need in the rest of those United States. And by California going their own way, we ensure some sort of balance in the rest of the Congress. Now, California can choose to re-enter after that five years is up. But it'd be interesting to see whether or not the rest of the states want them back. Now, when you're saying about our portion of the debt, but I'm fully aware that the debt can never, ever be repaid. And anybody that thinks that it can, oh boy, <laughs> what kind of Ponzi scheme did you fall for? <laughs> We've got to come up with something. We've got to look at something because what we're doing is not going to work. We're, we're able to kick the can down the road for so long and eventually we're going to catch up to it. And it can go no further. So we have to explore options. And we have to explore options now while we can still create them in a peaceful way. While we can still have our say on what the outcome is. Because I'm going to tell you, when crunch time comes, 
and they manage to put us in such a point that there is no return, there isn't going to be anybody to bargain with. There aren't going to be a whole lot of options. But I'd love nothing more for the state of Texas to get its independence and then just promptly ignore all the ridiculous EPA rules that allow us to produce our own energy for a profit. To export things of value to other nations that will pay us at a profit. Then we can pay off our debts to the banksters that own everybody. I mean, it's wishful thinking. It may never happen. But again, if you're not willing to at least think about it, think about the option, think about what we can do. I'm going to continue to do what I can to forestall the ultimate consequences of bad behavior for generations before me. And that means I'm still wed to the Republican Party. That means I still work with our moderates and our establishment people. And I do the best that I can to hold the line and get the best deal that we can get. But at some point, it's not going to work. It's going to give. It's going to break. And you guys out there doing that hard work now, I appreciate that. More power to you. I'm rooting for you. Now is not the time for me to break ranks just yet. But just know that I appreciate what you're doing. Because I know, at least in part, what the sacrifice it is for you to do that. I'm making different sacrifices for different things right now. When the time comes, we'll see where we're at. But for right now, we've got to make the best of what we got and look forward to possible opportunities in the future. We have to take that action now. We have to consider options now. We need to act before it's too late. We need to act before there's no other options. We need to act while we have some say in the matter. So please join me as we continue. (laughs) on this and I will be back for episode 431 and we will be talking about the announcement from the TNM and what that means to you and me and everybody else in the great state of Texas and until then I will see you on the other side